Good morning to you. We're happy to have you with us on your popular radio talk show, Nasco Moments Radio Show. Do you know where your children are at this moment? Apart from being inadequate, shelter, a basic need of man, has generated a lot of safety concerns in Nigeria, owing to the unfortunate recurring incidences of building collapse in the country with Lagos as the worst hit state. Sadly, instead of providing convenience to man, buildings somewhat constitute death traps to people, especially when the quality of materials used is compromised or when professional regulations, conventions and advice are ignored. Building collapse can simply be defined as a partial, progressive or total failure of one or more components of a building, leading to the inability of the building to perform its principal function of comfort, satisfaction, safety and stability. The incessant building collapse in Nigeria has become a great concern to all the stakeholders, the professionals in the building industry, government, private developers, clients and users, as well as the general public. According to the Building Collapse and Prevention Guild, about 81 buildings collapsed in Nigeria in the past five years. This, of course, has resulted to wanton loss of lives and property with a huge psychological and economic implication. Research has shown that countries with an operational national building code are free of substandard construction, thus warding off any tendency of building collapse. Do we have a national building code in our country? If there is, how effective has it been in addressing this challenge across the respective states of the country? How does a victim of building collapse seek redress legally? What practical solutions are there to stem the tide of building collapse in Nigeria? On your favorite NASCO Moments radio show this morning, we are discussing tackling the menace of building collapse in Nigeria. Joining me to share his thoughts and perspectives of Joining me to share his thoughts and perspectives on these and more is engineer Sunday G. Kwaja, a registered civil and structural engineer who has been in practice for over 30 years. He worked as a lecturer of postgraduate students at the University of Jos, was one-time civil servant, and retired as acting director, civil engineering in the Plateau State Ministry of Works. He has since then been a consultant in his field for over 15 years now. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Hudun Gyang. A promise kept. Savor the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco Cream Crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco Cream Crackers is best served with tea, coffee, and cheese. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers. Another quality product from Nasco. Engineer Kwaja, thank you for joining us on the NASCO Women's Show today. Thank you. So I'd like to hear from your perspective um, what building collapse means. But in your own introduction, you already defined <laughs> That's why I want to hear your perspective. Building collapse. But building collapse is where any company or any building is not able to withstand or resist external forces acting on it. Forces like uh, dead load, live load, uh, 
weed load, dynamic loads, to the extent that the building or any of its components begins to disintegrate or break into parts or pieces. In other words, it is when the force is acting on it, overwhelm or overpower the strength, the internal strength of the building or any of its components to the extent that it begins to disintegrate or break into pieces or parts. Okay. So what causes... But, yes, but let me add, mm. we should differentiate this from a, a, a failed building. A failed building is in a case whereby under the action of external forces, the building develops excessive or undue deflections, cracks, distortions, deformations, or any form of failure, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, settlement of building or the foundation of buildings to, 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 to unacceptable limits. These are, they, 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 that's the difference between a failed building and a collapsed building. A failed building is where it's not fit for use. While in the case of a, a collapsed building, there's no building to, to use. It completely collapses. <laughs> collapse. Okay, but the failed building still stands. It still stands. Just that it's not just fit for fit use. Fit for use. Okay. So, so that's the difference. Okay. So what causes building collapse? In fact, I should think that's the most important question in this our talk. As far as I'm concerned, there are five basic causes of building collapse. And any one of them, or a component of them, could cause the building collapse. The first among the causes is faulty design, especially in the design of the structural design. This is to do with faulty design calculations, analysis, faulty design uh, assumptions or considerations, faulty faulty bearing capacity. Bearing capacity also. in the case whereby no swelter has been been done or a faulty result of falter is given, which results into a faulty foundation or foundation type of foundation size. Faulty representation of the engineering drawings on site. The second cause of this is faulty construction or poor workmanship, which I should think is the main cause of collapse of building. Faulty construction or poor workmanship. This has to do with use of parts or inexperienced professionals, use of inferior or substandard materials, maybe to, 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 to save costs, use of uh, wrong methods of construction, lack of adequate or effective supervision by any qualified consultants. This is where I want to explain. You see, during construction, when you have a good supervisor, a good consultant supervisor, when there is a fault in design, he can correct it. So if the, if the, if the consultant is not qualified or is not good, if there is a fault in the, during the design, he may not be able to, to correct it. Under faulty causes, lack of adequate adherence to specifications, to drawings, to uh, building regulations. As far as I'm concerned, this faulty construction is the main uh, cause for this. That we have in Nigeria. In Nigeria. Mm. If the government will take care of this aspect, I think we can go a long way to to to, to reduce the uh, this problem. collapse of buildings. Okay, so what is the standard requirement for a building construction? 
the standard requirements for building construction are first and foremost you must have a CO4 or a right of work with a approved site plan. This is to 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 make sure that you comply with the master plan of the city of the of, of the town. Secondly, you must have approved drawings that are sealed and signed by respective professional drawings of architectural drawings, structural engineering drawings, electrical drawings, mechanical drawings. Thirdly, you must have an estimated bill of quantities. This is to help you formulate a good working program and to monitor your, the cost of your, your project throughout at all stages. Fourthly, you must make sure that it's only qualified contractors that are allowed to do the construction. Mm. Because if you don't allow qualified contractors to do the construction, if there's a fault during the design, they may not be able to identify it. But if he's a good contractor, he'll be able to identify any fault that has been done during during design. Okay. I'm correct. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break at this point. It's the Nasco Moments Radio Show. Please join us again after this break. away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits, Nasco shortcake biscuits, Nasco cream crackers, Nasco biscuits, cream biscuits. You're welcome back to the Nasco Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing tackling the menace of building collapse in Nigeria and our guest has been engineer Sunday G. Kwaja, a registered civil and structural engineer. Sir, do we have a code that regulates buildings in Nigeria? Yes, we have. The National Building Code of 20, uh, 2006. But the problem is it has not yet been signed into law. That's the problem. Okay. It's just still on trial. Okay. That is why we, uh, as a structural engineer, we still use the British and the Euro Code in doing our design. It has not been signed into law. And that one is an, a very old code, the one that you use? Is it? No, they are the recent one, but they are for British Standard and Eurocode. Okay. Yes. Recently, the president of the Nigerian Institute of Quantity Surveyors attributed the menace of building collapse to defective construction laws such as the Factories Act of 1974 to 2004. Now, as a professional, what would you proffer as a solution to the defects in our construction laws? As a professional, my own opinion, the issue now is not about the laws, it's about signing uh, the, uh, the, the code into practice. So that when we start practicing, we find out where we can make corrections or, or amend. Okay. That should be the issue now. Okay. Well, the construction laws, are, would you say they are defective? To my own opinion, it's a good document. Okay. As of now. All right. Yeah. The Construction Industry Health and Safety Bill is currently before the National Assembly. If passed and assented to, what are some of the gains this would bring to the construction industry? The bill and safety is, is, is aimed at 
ensuring the safety of uh, workers on site. It, in my own opinion, it goes a long way in helping, especially in, uh, in the quality of the uh, construction. Now, how can a victim of building collapse seek legal redress? As I told you earlier, since there is no law, yeah, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> But in any case, you isn't there any general law that you can use and say, okay, my employer employed me to do this work and I got injured on site, I should seek compensation. But the truth is that you know I am not a lawyer, so mm. I don't know all the but they should the truth is that there should be a law against building collapse. And in that this law they should it should state clearly and the, the responsibility and the punishment of, of people involved. And they should state also how somebody, a victim, can, can, can seek for redress. Okay. There but, should be a law, they should, but there's none. Okay. But generally, uh, in your experience, when people are hired to work uh, in construction, is there some kind of understanding between uh, those, those who are doing the construction and uh, those people who are hired? Okay, maybe if you... Uh, get injured, I may help you in this way or that way. Is there an, any yeah, kind of understanding? Yeah, I know companies like Gilos, Baga, PW and so on, if you are working for them and you get injured, they will, they, they, they have their own, within their own laws, how they can help you. Yes, I know that one, but not <coughs> according to the laws of Nigeria. So it only depends on, on the, the magnanimity of the, of the company, uh, of the owner of, of the, the owner company of, or the building. Of the building. Yes. So there should be a law. Certainly that is not good enough. It's not good enough. Oh. There should be a law. Okay. All right. This is the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Thank you for joining us. We'll continue right after this break. Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. It's good that you're still here listening to the Nasco Moments radio show. We have engineer Sunday G. Kwaja, a registered civil and structural engineer and one-time lecturer of postgraduate students at the University of Jos. He has been giving us insights on tackling the menace of building collapse in Nigeria. So what are some of the punitive measures that are meted out to developers and professionals who violate and compromise standards? As I told you, there's no law against that. So I don't know any particular method to any developer. But as to the professionals, I know that their practicing licenses are, are, are being revoked and they are banned from, uh, from practice. Okay, what about professional bodies that they belong to? Do they also have um, some kind of punishment for their members? That, that's the punishment. Okay, the license. They work the license okay. and ban you from listening okay. from, from practice. There have been calls from different quarters on the need for government to establish a construction industry board 
comprising of experienced professionals in the building industry. Now, to what extent would such synergy amongst the respective professional bodies tackle the menace of quackery in the construction it's industry? True. It will help. It will smoothen the relationship between allied professionals working together. It will help us to appreciate the, the role of each other so that we can perform, we can work together in a better way so as to help the, the construction industry, and which I believe it will reduce uh, collapse of buildings. But what is responsible for uh, the resurgence of quacks and quackery in the business? You see, it boils down to selfishness. People who don't want to go to school and learn, they want to get money at all costs. That's why they resort to quack, uh, do what they are not supposed to. Why do they feel as if they need to manage everything and, that and they're doing on site? Because they know sites? that maybe no person is punishing them. Mm. There is no law to punish them. There should be a law to punish them. That's why they, they, they can do they can have a field day without fearing, without being afraid they are going to be punished. So all these buildings that have collapsed that we've been seeing on the news, those people responsible have gone scot-free. That's why I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, I've not heard them punishing any one of them. That's a really sad picture of what's because going on. Because you see, the, the problem is that there's no law against there's no law. What can people like you, professionals in the industry, do to push for the enabling laws that will help the industry? You see, we have uh, what do we call professional bodies. We have been talking to the officials there so that they can talk to the government to pass the, You need to lobby the National lobby, Assembly. Yes, mm -hmm. lobby the National Assembly. But I don't know what's wrong. Do you support the view that artisans should be trained and retrained by government agencies such as the Industrial Training Fund to refine their construction skills? Yes, I support that. In fact, not only artisans, all other cadres, all other professionals to be, to be trained and retrained so that we will always be up to date in, in our various professions. I find that uh, there are so many artisans that are brought in from neighboring African countries uh, to work in Nigeria. What is the problem with our own local artisans? You see, <laughs> you see, at times because of cheap labor. For example, I was I, I supervised, I was a consultant in Bauchi some years back, and the contractors there were Chinese people. So they, according to them, the only place they could get cheap labor was to bring workers from, uh, even laborers, workers from China to come here. So at times it's cheap labor. They are going where they can get cheap labor. So those who come, because the, what I understand is that the artisans who come from uh, neighboring African countries do better work than our own here in Nigeria. Mm, not so quite. It, one, it's because of cheap labor. One, secondly, because you bring people that you are used to, those that would not give you problems. Because if you maybe you use the people here, they might give you more problems than, <laughs> than people you bring from outside. These are some of the reasons. And some of our artisans always, uh, even when you, because even from my little experience, you hire them to do a very small job in your house. They manage whatever, you, you've not asked them to, but they manage your cement. They don't put enough. You've not told them that you cannot afford to buy more cement, but they seem to have that attitude. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you are right. They seem to have that attitude, but it's a wrong attitude. Mm -hmm. It's not a good attitude. Do you have any final words 
on this topic as we end the discussion. Yes. The final word I have is that building collapse should be taken as an emergency in Nigeria because anyone of us could be a victim. And that the federal government, National Assembly, should hasten to pass to, into law the, the present uh, building code so that we can start using it. And, uh, and I believe it will go a long way in helping, uh, in reducing to a large extent the rate of uh, building collapse. And so that's the main thing I want to say. Okay. The National Assembly should hasten to, to pass into law the building code. I would say that is certainly an emergency. Yes. On that note, with those closing remarks, we end the NASCO Moment show today. I've been speaking with Engineer Sunday G. Kwaja, a registered civil and structural engineer, one-time civil servant who retired as Acting Director Civil Engineering in the Plateau State Ministry of Works and currently a consultant in his field for over 15 years now. He has helped us to better appreciate steps that stakeholders need to take to tackle the increasing menace of building collapse. As we end the NASCO Moments radio show, we urge you to follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash NASCO group. You can also follow on Twitter using the handle at NASCO group. Freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to our email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The NASCO Moments trivia question for this week is what or who does Green Park in Joss Plateau State refer to and where can it be found? I'll ask it again. What or who does Green Park in Joss Plateau State refer to and where can it be found? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777, including your name and location. Last week, we asked you to tell us the name of the first university teaching hospital in Nigeria, in which state of the country it was located, and who was its first chief medical director. The answer is University College Hospital, Ibadan, in Oyo State, and the first CMD was Professor Ebenezer, Oluoli. Our winners are Zwalnan Pirmak from Rayfield and Gift Rufai from New Abuja, Dadinkoa. Congratulations. You'll get a call telling you how to claim your NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants, executive producers, NASCO marketing department, producer Harun Audu, research and content development, Malau Silvanus and Harun Audu. Production coordinator Solomon Aldu, Malau Silvanus, and Alex Ruben. I'm Hudun Gyang. Cooperate with relevant authorities to check the menace of building collapse. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm.